know I'm bad one. It's Geekster. And welcome to episode 134, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. A little befuddled, Sean, actually, as you can tell by the opening. I, I, we're in studio, and I wasn't sure if my mic was on, so I was fiddling with the, the on switch, make sure it was on while I was trying to do the intro. <laughs> it was on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though I could hear my voice in the headset. I'm like, no, no it's not on. <laughs> so, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's a supersize edition, actually, this first episode. Yes. We did go a little long because there was a lot to pack in. Um, we have Erica back at the show. Yes. Um, she talks about her excursion with Gem and the Holograms. Yeah. Um, and then Ed and I talk about Daredevil. Yeah. And then right after we do the <laughs> Fox Office thing, I give a spoilerific review of Fast and Furious 7. All right. Fast and Fast Furious 7. I don't know what the fucking name of this thing's called. But <laughs> I, and here's the reason why I'm spoiling it. Because I'll tell you right now. Didn't really like it. Yeah. yeah I'm, glad. I'm I'm not going to bury the lead. Didn't like it. No, sir. Didn't like it. <laughs> and you'll hear why I didn't like it because of the multitude of problems that I felt were in it. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. So you can just sit back and relax. You know, let's get right into the show and, you know, sit back and laugh. And if you don't like my review, oh, well, <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for my opinion. <laughs> Kiss my ass. That's why you listen. You listen to the show for our opinion. <laughs> you know, I'm going to feel bad because you personally like the movie and I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't even know you. I'm some disembodied voice that's going in your car and your ears at this moment going, I didn't like Fast and Furious. Ooh. And you're sitting there screaming at the you know your stereo and I'm, just, I'm oblivious to it. You know, because... It's not like I'm actually talking to you. <laughs> it's talking to Ed and Eric. <laughs> you eavesdropping in our conversation. Really, we'd be technical about it. <laughs> so you can sit there and be mad all you want. But we really appreciate you listening. You just going to do that, didn't I? <laughs> I really appreciate you listening to me. So, uh, yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy the fine, supersized cut of episode one. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your co-host, Erica. Hi, everybody. Hello. We're live! Yeah, yeah! <laughs> yeah, we took a couple weeks off, folks, for those who were just tuning in. Um, last week was fiddle, fiddle, fiddle over there. Sorry, my <laughs> thing is like, it needs Viagra. <laughs> um, last week was Easter. Yes. It was the day we all rested. It was happy, can- <laughs> happy candy day. Yeah, it's the correlation between Jesus Christ and chocolate bunnies. <laughs> Which I'll never understand. Yeah, but uh, whatever. If we ever figure it out. We'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's kind of what we've been doing. All right. <laughs> uh, so that and that was in the week before that. Uh, you were going away. Wait, were you going away? No. Wait, why, why did we take off last two weeks ago? Oh, we, we, we took off last Sunday because I, I had family commitment. That's why because of Easter. Well, but... Easter, yeah. But the week before, did we, did we not do a live show? Well, I, w- I was out because I had a migraine. And I was laid up on my couch all night. And it was just the two of us, and we were here. Oh, that's right. We did do a live show that week. <laughs> <laughs> so we only missed the one week. Yeah. Wow. I've missed two weeks. Oh, wow. I'm like, 
Sorry, I was like a little loopy there. I was all hopped up on jelly beans. <laughs> He's still in a food coma. <laughs> you know, I watched the, you know, I watched uh, you know, Ten Commandments and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, getting the mood of the holiday. <laughs> well, welcome back, Erica. You well, know, thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back. I wish I knew the words to the song. Anyway, uh, yeah, so what have you been up to there? Um, Well, like I said, I was out two weeks ago because I had a migraine, so I was laid up on my couch praying for death, which is always fun. Um, And let's see, unfortunately, I had to put my my oldest dog down. Um, He was 17, so, you know, it wasn't completely unexpected, but, you know, as a pet parent you're kind of always hoping that you know you don't have to make that decision and unfortunately it got to the point that i had to so that sucked big fat monkey balls um yeah uh when yeah, well, it started to show up with a little like yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm getting i'm getting the downer out of the way right. so i can bring it back up um a couple weeks ago i did go to ontario street comics and i got the new gemini holograms all right got yeah. it read right. it so so when are you going on the upswing <laughs> they actually sold out of that comic because yeah, they bought a dozen. That, that, <laughs> they bought two. They bought two dozen. <laughs> but that, and like you, and we you were knocked over like ten little five year olds to get to it. <laughs> Is that I was a gem. Get out of the way! <laughs> that you, lady pushed me. You'll never know the struggle, little kid. <laughs> I was actually really surprised that they, because I, I went that night um, to go pick it up, and I kind of kept push, putting it off, putting it off, because it was raining. I was like, I don't feel like driving in the rain. Everybody drives like a bunch of assholes, you know? Right. So I kind of, I put it off until about 8.30, and I was like, okay, but, you know, if I'm going to do this, I need to go get it now. And I walk in, and, and I ask um, the, the owner where they are, and yeah, they were down to one copy. Nice. So I didn't even get like I, I looked at some of the variant covers before I went. <laughs> I didn't even get the one I wanted. I got like did you get the super secret hologram one. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> There's always one of those. Yeah. I got hold on. I brought it with me. I got this one. It's Shanna. Who I'm like okay. Oh, uh, you got the one you didn't want. She has purple hair. <laughs> like all right, probably the know. least popular character. Yeah, she's. <laughs> It's like, she it, is not my favorite. It's like, it's, it's like getting the Franklin cover on the peanuts. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So I'm like, all right. Uh, but they're supposed to be getting more in in a couple weeks. So. And why? It's the only one left. <laughs> oh, the super secretive variant one of all the peanuts in a, in a you know gangbang is for, you know, the real collectors. Yes. <laughs> You're yeah. stuck with pig pen. <laughs> <sighs> That's kind of how I felt. <laughs> I'm like, oh. You're like, yeah, I got it. Oh, the cover. <laughs> well, it was kind of like, all right, you know, I'll see how it is. See if I like it. If I like it, I'll go back and get one of the variants that I want. Otherwise, it's, you know. <laughs> She's looking at what you said outside. Fell down that rabbit hole real quick, didn't you? Dude, I totally fucking did. Because every time there's like a variant cover, everyone's like, oh, I'm going to get this one. I'm going to get that one. Oh, this one looks awesome. It's like, just give me this one. The one right off the rack. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I usually buy the one that's the, the has the most of. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, everyone likes this one. I'm going to buy you different and buy this one. Because this is the one that's going to be really expensive. Because no one's going to have this one because they all bought that one. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Yeah, like that's where my uh, my logic is. It's like it doesn't matter because <laughs> like too much. I know later. at the end it doesn't matter. At, at the end of the day, it does not matter because it's the same fucking book inside. Right. It's just a different so, cover. So how was the book? I mean, did it-, it was good. Like I think it 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 did well paying homage to the original source material. Obviously, they updated it for 2015. The original came out around like 85, 86, okay. somewhere around there. I forget exactly what years. Um, but they updated it. Um, they haven't introced a few of the characters yet. The yeah. Misfits haven't been introduced. Well, that's so, you gotta, you know, but they're supposed the to be next issue. So, oh. Yeah. Oh, you need that one. So, and the... the um, Danzig, right? The Misfits? Different band. The woman who who actually conceptualized and wrote it um, put a letter in there to all the fans saying, you know, number one, thanks for buying it. <laughs> thanks for keeping me for a job in the last forty years, twenty years, it, basically. Um, but also, like, thanks for putting my kids through college. I think she was trying to preempt like some of the people who are going to say that's not. Right, Torchman. That's not how right, it entered. Yeah. Shauna doesn't look like that. Aja uh, doesn't look because she did uh, reconceptualize some of the looks of the. You got a yeah, right. It was eighty-five well, to eighty-eight. By the way, thank the show. you. Okay. Well, not. A, it wasn't just that. It was also like. Um, well, okay. Let's... Aja and Shauna they made curvier than the original. The original were all oh. real tall, real thin, like you know, model beautiful women, and they they made it more like quote unquote real. So uh, that way, it's it's all body types. It's all yeah. about the base. I, I know. No trouble. No, it's all about making sure people recognize the characters when the movie comes out. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. It well, gets, I don't think they're doing that with the the movie. I think this you, is two separate. Uh, I'll be surprised because why did Gemini Holograms pop? Because it's it's making resurgence because of that yeah. movie. So I do think that they they modernize it and they mm-hmm. conceptualize and they ch- they're going to change some people. So that way, when you go see the movie, you're not walking out going, "That's not the Gemini holograms I remember as a kid." Yeah, because the, the, oh well, no, definitely the, the they nerds, need to. The nerds will go, "No, but it is Gemini holograms that are in the comic comic books right now." Yeah, and they go, "Oh, well, it's still not my Gemini." You know, holograms. Let me, I'm gonna I'm gonna during the break, I'll see if I can find um, if they've put out the um, the movie um, a movie poster the shots. Yeah, just to see like who they have play. I've seen. If you go to IMDb, you can see that the actresses yeah. are playing it, but I'm not. Well, I've, I've seen the um, uh, some of the shots of Jem, um, you know, Jem yeah, slash Jerrica. My sister posted it on her. Page. Yeah, and it was like you know, early like late teens, early twenties, like you know, yeah, little model girl, <laughs> you know, yeah. which not to, not to knock her, it's just you know, like like I'm saying the comics. I feel like they they try to approach it as you know, and I hate using that term "real" because you know, women's women's studies you know, not major. But okay, so yeah, it's you know, all, <laughs> so all not women's bodies it. are real. It's just you know, trying to add more diversity into it. So, but I do like the way they reconceptualized the um, the characters, like Kimber in the original. Like she had this real long red, flowy, you know, poofy eighties okay. hair. And now they've done it where they've pulled it back a little bit and she has that sort of shaved side right, on her head. Jem right. um, looks like Jem. Like, I don't really yeah. know how else they didn't. Right. I mean, they they gave her new clothes, but she still looks like Jem. Um, Aja, they, they made a little a little curvier. Kimber, or um, no, Kimber is the, the redheaded. Sorry. she They made her real tall. 
So like she towers above <laughs> everybody. She's seven foot five. She is. Totally. I'm Kimber, ah! and she still wears heels. I'm the bass player. <laughs> don't 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 don't. In midway through the concert, she spits blood and fire. Oh <laughs> my god, like, that'd be amazing. <laughs> she gets all her bases from Gene Simmons. <laughs> I I would read the comic three times faster yeah. if they did. Don't 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 jam. And all the grams. And make him into the, you know, gem as performed by Kitty. <laughs> Dude, somebody do that. <laughs> Seriously, somebody do that. So this is what the the um, the um concept art Oh, so they like. kind of gave you like a, like a little, hey, Yeah, everybody. like a little bio, like how old they are. I love it. By the way, so... Jam- it, it comes with color forms so you can put little dresses <laughs> on them. Dude, I wish they did. Um, so in do, the... Do I know how to market to the, the weak ones? <laughs> it's marketing to me. Um, marketing genius. <laughs> I'd be sitting in the corner during the show. Erica, what are you doing? Do you have an opinion on this? Color forms. I'm putting a dress on Jim. I can't decide whether I should go with the blue dress and the red wig. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jim... What happens is she's Jerrica, like, every day. Yeah, And then she touches her earrings and says, showtime synergy, and she becomes Jem. The height listed here for Jerrica is 5'5". Five five. When she turns into Jem, she gains six inches. <laughs> she is 5'11", as Jem. as Jem. boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So and then these are the others. This is the character who's on my comic, Shauna. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, all right. I, I actually like her in the book better. And then that was Kimber. That's why I was saying like she has her hair up in a ponytail right. and shave sides. So I do, I do like it. And then of course there's ads in the back, and I'm reading the ads, going, oh, I if want you get sand kicked in your face. Hey, you can buy X-ray specs in that magazine if you send five dollars. And then these, these are all the the there's twelve variant covers. <sighs> That you know, my was so fucking broke. Sucker! Because I'm sitting there going, <laughs> I want that one. I have this. I have cover E. I want the subscription cover. I want the plugged in edition. I want the comics and ponies exclusive. I want the there's a Emerald City uh, convention exclusive, so you had to go there to get it. There's a WonderCon exclusive and a Yesteryear exclusive. Okay, so. um, Jim and the Holograms. Uh, what comic number one? This is comic number one. Cover E. Variant V-A-R. I-A-N-T. Variant E. Let's see if it's already on sale. And by the way, this is the concept art Um, for... It's the Wonder... Oh, no, I see the WonderCon exclusive. Now, that's a nice cover. Uh, Yeah, I do. I I like that cover. Okay, which one? Describe it, because I see... uh, So there's a Comics and Ponies... take a look at it. Here. No, which one is the E one? Yeah, I I have E. Okay. And then I want to get the WonderCon... Um, exclusive. Okay, the WonderCon exclusive right now on eBay is going for $20. Oh, fuck me. Um, the e-comic book is only $4, but... Because <laughs> it's an e-comic book. It's not like you're going to be a collected... Like, hey, here's my... You don't have to bag you, and board wanna, it. You want to see my collection? You throw the iPod on the table. <laughs> How much are you going to get for that? I'll give you 50 bucks for the iPad? What about the comics? That's a, that's a variant cover. 12. It's fucking digital. I got 12 variant covers in there. Yeah, so do I. I called, it's called copy. I'll give you 50 bucks copy, for the iPad. Copy photo. I saw it online. It's, it's my fucking screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I mean, uh, 
yeah, I only see I only see those three. Like they have the variant first printing retro TV show. Read the comic. It's, let's read the comic. Three dollars, five dollars for the uh, I guess the printing. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, but then you got to fucking print it out on your own printer. Like, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Shit, I run out. <laughs> Damn, my heads are misaligned. <laughs> Jem's lips are over here somewhere. It's like Picasso painted it. Alright, well. So, yeah, and sad- I- sadly I still have a, a stack that I bought at Atomic City that I still haven't fucking read. So probably, some of those will probably be uh, plain ride reading. Uh, you know what, I stumbled across, I think... What could possibly be a gold mine in my basement? Really? Yeah, I was watching. Okay, um, I was on Netflix. We'll get to Daredevil. Okay. But I was watching the documentary called Atari Game Over. It's about the the ET games. Yeah. So I was watching that, and it got me hankering for like I go. I think I saw my twenty six hundred, and I still think I have the ET game. I'm kind of oh, nice. like so. I'm like, uh, maybe down the basement. So I, I go downstairs the basement. And I start going through like. Yeah, you know, I'm not really digging through stuff. It's like three in the morning. Yeah, I'm doing the old. Maybe I'll be lucky and I'll, it'll catch my eye. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but my mom was such a you know she was a, a bit of a hoarder, so everything is kind of like packed and boxes and tagged and stuff like that. And also, I have a garage full of shit that I do not know what's there. I do know that my you know adat's in there from Star Wars, uh, you know, the big walking one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I know that's in the garage. So I'm like, eh, you know, and I'm moving stuff, and I grab this bag like brown paper bag and I'm, i pull it off and i'm like oh what the, what's i'm wondering what's in there my natural curiosity kicks in right slide it out baseball cards wow not just baseball cards star wars oh kiss jaws 2 mork and mindy wow i'm like i'm like oh. and then there's there's really the top spot of baseball cards you know you, when you buy that big that big horrible pink piece of chewing gum yeah that came with it like I came across, I got stumbled. I got found, look like at least two hundred cards. Wow! So I'm like, uh, tomorrow I'm going to kind of go upstairs and kind of go see if I have any full sets. Charlie's Angels from the seventies. Nice. Wow! I'm like, I'm going to see if I have a whole set, you know, because yeah. I'm kind of curious, and then I'm going to sell it. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, Comic Con weekend's coming up next month. I needs my I needs my cash. There you go. Yeah, so I can get you know a Burt Reynolds autograph. <laughs> <laughs> so getting that one. And the Stephen Mill autograph. You know, Kevin Conroy. You know, I'm going to have... It's my birthday. I figured I might like, enjoy myself that weekend. All right, go. You know, make sure I'm back in time for the show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be on my birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... I expect the Lisa Stripper. No. <laughs> I just right, kidding. I'll do it again. <laughs> no, I said a real Every stripper. Every year I got to take you my know, clothes you never, off. You never said a real stripper. You said a stripper. <laughs> Oh, those damn loopholes. <laughs> you really need to be specific. Yeah. Uh, see, um, I also saw, oh, you want to do the top five movies? Oh, how was your week? You haven't even gotten to you yet. Yeah. Sorry, Ed. Well, this this week, uh, my uh, 10th anniversary was Thursday. So. so what's the official gift that you give somebody for the 10th anniversary? Uh, apparently sneakers. <laughs> Rubber? <laughs> <laughs> She so got me a pair of sneakers, and I got her a couple movies. Is the you know oh, okay. for Thursday, and then we went out to dinner on Saturday because we figured Thursday would be too much with with work and all. And getting sure. Out. So uh, we went to Maggiano's in Cherry Hill. It was nice, local place, and uh, again acting like we, we they, they buy advertising time. Hey, it's Maggiano's, eh? <laughs> hey, hey, 
Hey, it's a happy anniversary. I got you a little, we got to go out on the side. <laughs> it was a nice time. It was a good yeah. dinner, you know. And uh, though in Cherry Hill, though, the, the Cherry Hill Mall, there's a lot of restaurants in this one area. Yeah. So they all have uh, uh, valet parking. By right. the way, uh, tenure is tin. Well, it's whether you're going by traditional or modern. You took a golfing? <laughs> tin, it, tin or aluminum for traditional and diamond jewelry for modern. Bullshit! <laughs> Ten years you get a diamond. Fuck that. That's a fifty-year traditional. That's where it's okay to go traditional. <laughs> Ten years. Cause no marriage lasts more. Fifty than... years is gold. All right. Well, it's, what's diamond? Di- Sixty. Sixty. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's it modern? Uh, we don't know because no one lasts. No, 60 actually. Years. All right. So fortieth, forty-fifth, fiftieth, and sixtieth are all the same on both sides. It's ruby for fortieth. Forty-fifth is sapphire. 50th is gold, 60th is diamond. Okay. Although, I'm, I don't so, know. I'm kind of wondering who wrote this list. Yeah. Some, because. Some really disgruntled bitch. 10 years anniversary. Should, I should get a diamond bracelet for how much I went down on him. <laughs> <laughs> so, 10 years he is diamond that, jewelry. He wants that blowjob. I want, I want Tiffany's. <laughs> 11 year is fashion jewelry. 12th year is pearls. 14th year is gold. 13th year is pearls. 20th hey, is I got pearl. your pearl necklace right here, baby. Hey, again, kids, my anniversary. It's the only time I get it. 20th is platinum. 30th is diamond. And then 60th is diamond again. Diamond appears in here three times. Yeah, yeah, that's because I'm no, wondering who wrote that list. Because, I was going to say probably because the life expectancy of a marriage isn't 60 years anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like... Get the payment up front. It's like 10 years, I'm done. <laughs> I gave him his two kids. Now I need to go explore my... I want to get into real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sell those houses. You're looking at the new representate represent represent. The person who's going to sell the houses for New Century 21. I have my own district. <laughs> but apparently can't enunciate. It doesn't matter when you have legs like this. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of veins going on down there. I don't heart. care. You know, and it's that young couple. They look at this. I pop open the top button. Oi! They just shell out the money. That's why I'm number. Suddenly she's Jewish. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> and I can say that because I'm half Jewish. <laughs> I got this nice, beautiful home out in Southampton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Look, overlooks the turnpike. <laughs> it's got two and a half baths, a privacy wall. For the in-ground pool that you might one day be able to put in. (laughs) It has potential. (laughs) It's in a good neighborhood. The schools are fantastic. If you look on Yelp, you'll see positive reviews. (laughs) Because that's where I get mine. Who are you? Were you a real estate agent in a past life? No. Why? He just watches a lot of TV about real estate agents. That's pretty good, huh? Because I'm not stupid. That's the middle. I've seen enough TV. It's like, for the love of God, make this stop. Do you plan on having children? Because it's got two bedrooms. (laughs) It's a three and a half bath. So the missus can have her own bathroom so she can get all dialed up when you guys go out. <laughs> and yes. this has got an attic that's fully finished. 
So when you have, you can have your own little man cave up there. <laughs> and look at this yard. Just it, wait. It's we have a, we have a service that comes through that helps mow your lawn. <laughs> so you never have to do anything. Wow. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I have to see another client. The Schwartzes will be here in a half hour, and I have to get the hors d'oeuvres out. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to stay for the hors d'oeuvres. I'm sorry, but you had your share. I haven't had lunch yet. I got finger sandwiches. I don't like fingers. Who doesn't like tuna and cheese <laughs> on wheat bread? <laughs> and there's a log of cheese right here. <laughs> we have an open house. Let's meet the neighbors. There's nothing I enjoy more than eating food that's called a log. You can see it's a nice, clean neighborhood. And there's the Smith. Say hi. This hi. could be your new neighbors. <laughs> I so- we told you to stop talking to us. I, I sold them their house two years ago. They're very nice people. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> You're a fucking bitch. You stole our money and you never gave us those hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> so, so let's go check out the yard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so right. Um, happy anniversary, by the way. <laughs> happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else exciting? Uh, I caught. Uh, I was in the middle of Daredevil. So we, was I. Yeah. I have four episodes left. I'm up to. F- I have five episodes left. <laughs> okay. You want you want you want to get this out now? You want to do this now, Ed? <laughs> we can do this now. We can do this later. I fucking love the show, Ed. <laughs> I fucking love it. It is everything DC wants their TV shows to be. I just have to say that I appreciate Ben Affleck as Daredevil. What? <laughs> You're kidding. No. Really? Oh, my God. The guy kicks ass. I, I Okay, well, first, okay. No, that was a good job. Uh, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so I'm just going to listen to you two argue. fucking awesome. That, I, I mean, it's a... I mean, like, if, if... I don't think it's that great... You have no taste. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. You're off the show. <laughs> so if you'd like to apply for Ed's position, send your application. Who's going to be Sean's friend? <laughs> send all the applications to Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Must be able to run a soundboard. Yes. Because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. You must have to agree with everything I say. <laughs> and not be gassy. <laughs> That's my job. No gas. Only one gassy ass, and it's mine. You don't like the show? I no, I think it's I think it's a good show. I don't think it's a great show. For a second, I forgot we were talking about Daredevil. Daredevil. I thought you were talking about this show, and I'm like, what do you mean you don't like this show? <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, I work on it every week. What do you mean? <laughs> I see all the hot issues. I just totally had this moment where I'm like. What do you mean you don't like Geeksters? <laughs> Am I fired? Is this, is this the end of Geeksters? The end of Geeksters. No. I, Came out of nowhere. I think... Okay, what is it about the show that you don't like? Um, I, I, I mean, it, to me, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, it, it tells the story very well, uh-huh. you know, in terms of it. But it's not giving me something I'm like, 
oh my god, like, wow. What? There's not, like, a wow factor Wow, I mean, coming from the guy who's completely jaded about everything, yeah. there is at least two or three wow moments on the show for me. <laughs> and I'm not, it's not like, oh, a revelation, like, dun-dun-dun. It's more of just the kick-assery that Daredevil has, like, the fights. I'm all, when, I, when I see the fights, it's like, wow, that was just awesome. It was real I mean, gritty. see, it's... it's, it's Hit, that choreography fight scenes are way better than Ben Affleck's choreography scenes. Because okay, you can see, see you can see when Ben Affleck okay. does, takes a throws a punch. Well, it's like, yeah, here's here's the setup. Me punching your okay, grab his well, flip through the flip. Well, blah, 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 blah. Okay. We're not comparing Daredevil movie to the Daredevil TV show. We're I'm looking I'm at Daredevil. It, I'm just using it as as an example of the comparison to the show. Okay, well, I'm looking at the show. It's silly material, silly material that I can everybody that I know have seen. Everyone has seen Gotham. Everyone has seen Agents of Shield. Because I'm saying, like, like it, it, Flash. This show Arrow. reminds me of a way, in a ways, like Gotham and like um, Supernatural in the in the color schemes of the way they record it. Okay, like, I, okay, I, I'm okay with that. All right, yeah, and you I'm know. not. I, mean, I watch both shows, so it's like, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> I love those two shows. But you know what? This show, I kind of go out to go in. I'm tired of seeing those two other shows. <laughs> So you're saying visually it looks similar. It looks very similar to those yeah. two shows. It's, so it's so it's like okay, well, I've seen it before. See, I'm gonna One. say to me the the visual palette seems more on, on par with Arrow than Supernatural and and you know the other ones. Right. I mean, and I mean, of course, we're in the age now where every character has a backstory and they're telling everybody's backstory. Yeah, you kind of. Yeah. Sure. Okay. It's just, it gives them more dimension. Yeah, when you have, right? when it's a TV show, you can't explore those those backgrounds to find out. Like, I thought the Wilson Fisk one, which was episode uh, six, eight. eight, I thought that was brilliant. I loved the whole episode because it did get you to kind of see of who Fisk is and how he got, not got how he got where he was, but you kind of see that. The start. The start. And you're going, I, I ate it up. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm even moved by the relationship between him and Vanessa. Because it's something that's not really explored in the comic book a lot. Mm. But to see the kind of person that he is... And I'm telling you, D'Onofrio should win a fucking Emmy. Because he sounds exactly how I thought Kingpin would sound in the comics. Like, I mean, that whole... The deep voice and he, the way he accentuates certain words. And he mm. looks like he's always thinking about what he's saying. Not, right. not Shatner-esque, but it's very... D'Onofrio. Like, it's very, like, you can tell he's really getting into this character. Right. Yeah. You know? I just I just don't find him... I mean, there's certain parts of him now that, you know, like, as the show's progressing, he's more of a powerful character. But, what? like, he seemed like a wuss to me in the first, well, like... Well, again, you have to... Like I said, I haven't seen the whole season yet. Right, and I'm going to give up the whole shot. You I know? mean, neither have I. I mean, I'm still sitting on four episodes, but, I mean, I'm about to post on our page that hallway fight scene in episode two. Yeah. That to me is one of the best fight scenes in TV movie history than since they live in my book. The 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 show it, it shows so much about his character, his unwillingness to to give up, mm. his you know even how he pushes himself, you know, and the choreography behind it and the visuals behind it. There's no real special effects on those fight scenes mm. other than just being fight scenes. And I just kind of like when I when the, when the episode was done, I was like. Like, I was out of breath. Really? Because I was sucked into that fight scene. I'm into that action. Were you actually watching the show, or were you doing something else on the side? No, no, I was actually uh, watching the show. I was, I, got, I was 
making sure I was focusing everything <clears throat> onto the show so that way I could see I every aspect. S- because actually, before I saw that scene, right. I saw your post online about oh, that okay. you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, I kind of agree. You know, like yeah. it was a great scene. You know, I'm not saying I've seen a better fight scene right. than that. But, like, I mean, like, that was, like, one little nugget, you know. And there was a few. I'm not saying there's, like, only one or two nuggets. And right, right. It. But, I mean, it's just, like, like for me, there was, like, there was a part where he, there... I'm not going to give away too much, but it was, like... Uh, trust there, me. It's almost everybody's seen except for Erica. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> like, but the, I actually just started watching iZombie. So, I'm good show. a little far behind. But, yeah, I... Just real quick, I loved it. Yeah, it's so, a good show. Yeah. So, go ahead. But there was it. a part where they were talking Fisk and you know, Daredevil, and it was the two of them having a conversation, and it was just like... Wait, in the uh, art museum? No, no, it was on the walkie-talkies. Oh, the walkie-talkies. Yeah, yeah all right. That was a little bit slow for me. That was just like, that kind of that, like... That, that, that the first time the two of them actually meet each other, yeah. their voices in a, in a speaker? Yeah. And it was just kind of like, the, the whole monologuing he was doing, the Kingpin was doing, it was just kind of like, uh, I don't know, I just didn't, like, it didn't go... Oh my god! Like to see now. I, apparently, you need to read more Kingpin stuff in the comic books. That's exactly what he does in the comic books. Okay. Every every word out of his mouth, I can see in in a, a six panel on a, on a you know against Spider Man against Daredevil. I mean, there's something about like because again, in my eyes, the best villain is the one who doesn't think he's doing villainous acts. Mm-hmm. He really does believe that the best way to he loves his city so much that he's willing to destroy it. To rebuild in in the vision that he he sees it in his mind, mm. so he wants to destroy everything. And where you know Daredevil's the same way though. Mm. They're they're very very two sides of the same coin for you know which is kind of like the whole dynamic of the comic book was that they both want the same things. It's just that you know Daredevil kind of feels like it's the people who matter, you know, and, and Kingpin's like the people matter, but that's why we need to get them. We need to get rid of people. And like, unfortunately, innocent people, innocent people are going to get hurt. Like, and you can kind of tell what I like about it is that you've seen the since you did catch up on the the one since I'm an episode ahead. Mm-hmm. The one I know you saw is where a certain character passes away. Mm-hmm. He looks. You could tell he is actually really upset by it. You could tell he he doesn't he doesn't really want the violence, but he knows that you need. To get results, sometimes if you want to cut out a cancer, there's going to be blood. Mm. It's and I hate that. I wish we could find a better way, but these are means to an end. It's collateral damage to a bigger vision. Not not. I'm going to say not that unlike you know Lex Luthor in a way. Mm. You know, like the greater good. You're sometimes you know like if you you're either with me or you're going to be left by the wayside, not by my choice, but because of nature. Right. You know that's how I was going to say. Okay. You know, I, I think it's. I think he's phenomenal. I. I. It's a shame these shows never get the. Um, the. I'm gonna say the notoriety it does amongst like. Awards. Because mm. I do think like you know I do think that that he is he's he he could win an Emmy. For that portrayal, I think he's kind of. He, I don't know. It's like something that I'm really resonating. Like I'm getting invested in his relationship with Vanessa because I'm I know how they are in the comic books and I'm like mm-hmm. like to me like the little kid in me is like oh my god this is like as much as I like Michael Clark Duncan is it Michael Clark Duncan mm-hmm. I'm Mike Duncan Clark no you're right Michael, okay, Clark, Michael Clark Duncan, Duncan. Yeah. as much as I loved him as Kingpin you only had two hours of him so you had to paint him as a villain yeah you know and he was the bad guy 
But in the show, because you can kind of go through those kind of, you have, you can take your time. So you can kind of see like in the beginning where he's all kind of, he is in behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's through the love of Vanessa has for him that helps him bring well, it to the whole. That's the one major, that's the one major glitch for me is that <clears throat> there's a whole secondary plot going on as, as the story unfolds. Right. Besides Daredevil and Kingpin, there's the whole subplot and it's just, it, it gets to a point where it's just like, there it doesn't feel like I'm getting anything new every time that this conversation goes on between this one secretary and this, this reporter in the show. That that is well yeah well that I'm gonna put it I, I I'm not really big on that storyline to me that storyline's a means to an end right it's this it's the trope of those kind of movies where you have the 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 Godfather and you need to find a way to bring him down so you have to follow the money right and then you have to realize oh my God this guy's way pa- more powerful I'm not giving out way any secrets because like I said when you see that 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 storyline you go I've seen a hundred a hundred times. He's so rich and he's so powerful that he's been able to kind of every lead they have leads to a dead end, mm. you know, either figuratively or literally. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of like, and it's you know, well, Ben Ben Yurik, if Spider Man fans know, he was Hobgoblin. Mm. You know, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, he's not going to. I'd be surprised if they go down that path mm. at any time because he's an older guy. Yeah, but he does have that Ben Yurik. You know, persona of that, you know, that that reporter who kind of gets so sucked into the um, behind the scenes of the mob, you can kind of see where his character kind of can almost get tipped over. Like, I don't really think that he's going to be 100% pure as everyone thinks he is, Mm. you know, because I know him from the comic book. Right. I I could be wrong. I mean, and, and also, too, knowing, like, knowing the fate of some of these characters, it's kind of going, like... <laughs> like, because like, my dad's never read the comic books. He doesn't know much about Daredevil outside of the Ben Affleck movie, which he didn't like himself. You know, he's like, right. yeah, it was all right. It was a movie. You know, with the whole um, Rosario Dawson's character. You know, he's like, what happens? I'm just like, I, I can't, I can't tell you. I'm like, let me put it this way, Dad. Daredevil has never had a history of having a good relationship. Like, you know, because <laughs> you know, because what happens to Karen in the course of the history of comic, mm. the comics? I'm just going, oh, like, but. Because I know what happens way in the future, mm. I can see those nuggets appearing in the show. Like, because I'm a fan of, I was somewhat of a fan of Daredevil. Like, to be able to kind of go, oh, I know what happens. Like, this could be why she, this happens to her. Like, they, they, you know, and then why this happens to her. You know, like, you can kind of see the kind of person she is, which is why when stuff happens to her later in the comic, I don't know if they're going to address that in the show. Mm. You can kind of see how those things could happen by who she is. And plus, Fucking Jessica from True Blood. <laughs> like, she was my favorite character in True Blood. Like, I'm not much of a redhead guy. Mama Lucia. And yeah, I know she's out of here blonde. Yeah. Strawberry blonde. But I'm just like, Jessica. It's like, oh. Like, she was my favorite. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, every episode I'm just like, this is good. I'm so sucked in. And the worst part about it is, I know in five, in like five episodes, four episodes, I'm going to be like, it's over. <laughs> like I want more. Like I, I, you know, it's it's just, it's a blessing and a curse that you get to watch the whole series in once, like over a weekend. Mm-hmm. And then it also sucks too because then you gotta wait almost a year for the next one. Yeah, you know, it's just like, oh, come on, can't you guys like do like six months on and like another six months later do here season two? Right. Like you guys have the subscriptions. It's not about seasons. It's about subscriptions. Come on. Right. But. If if the other Marvel shows that are on uh, 
Netflix are half as good as Daredevil, whew, DC's got a lot to catch up on. I was saying, I mean, it's 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 one of those type of shows where I don't think it did a bad job, but I don't think it's like that over a top show. It's just like you know, going to going to go to people, got to see Daredevil, got to watch Daredevil. Oh, like, dude, you gotta... like, you know, check it out, you know, because it's 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 an interesting show. But it's just like I need to. I'm hoping that when it all weaves together by the end of the season, it's going to be like that, like holy crap moment. And you're like, yeah, you know what? Forget what I said about this land, you know, thing. It was all worth it just to get to that end point. Well, yeah, I mean, like, there's. Oh. I, by the way, I just posted that holy, the holy fight scene on our Facebook page, Kickstarter Radio. Let's go check it out. Judge for yourself if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and break will let Erica see that scene. Let her judge it when you come back. Yeah. No, I'm saying that was a great scene. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that was a bad scene. Yeah, I know. No, I just, I, I'm really like, I can't wait to see how it's going to end. I'm curious to see if, you know, like right now, Fisk has got a certain color palette. Mm. I'm wondering if it's going to change into the comic book persona that he has. Right. At some point. I can kind of see I it. Kinda, I kind of, I kind of see it because there's this sort of progression in the last yes. episode where you're like, you know what? There, you know, because of, uh, of uh, Vanessa uh-huh. coming in, you're like, that could that could the, be the change that could give you the, the whole, yeah I mean all about different I really like uh, the guy playing Daredevil I got no I got no beef with I mean he does he doesn't have the I, mean, I like Froggy Froggy's I like, great I like the kind like the because he does translate so well off yes. from the comic book that I one's like that's spot on like that's that's really good uh, you know and you know who he is don't you no. he was the muscle in uh, uh, Muddy Ducks. He was the kid with the hockey puck. He played in the alleyway. Holy smokes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, it's Froggy. <laughs> played by John Favreau in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was Froggy. And then he became Iron Man sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I love her. Um, the Scott Glenn character, Stick. Yeah. I, I'm like, okay, get it. Not bad. The kid who's playing young Daredevil, pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was really good. I, I liked I liked his ability to play because especially with kid actors, you're really taking a risk. Yeah, in, in having young actors, especially with with a disability, you know, to do that. But I think he does a better job of being young uh, Daredevil, young you know uh, <laughs> Matt Murdock than the 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 adult. Not saying the adult's See, bad. I, I was gonna go. I was but the my... thing, because the thing is, the one thing that I I was looking at the whole time was the whole blindness aspect of it. Oh, you're looking for how like, like, the guy Scott Glenn does the perfect blind man, like because he's not looking at you; mm-hmm. he's just looking, and he you know he does that like standard black right, like, stand, blind person, you know, like, look off, just look off to the left a little bit, yeah. and just keep straight. Yeah, yeah. Where a couple of times where the adult there, uh, Matt Murdock, was looking like almost at the character, like having a conversation, like you and I are having. I'm looking you eye to eye, right. and you could almost say like, like if I was blind, you'd be like, "You're looking at me, right?" Like you know, well, like yeah. Just... But okay, I'm gonna say you are dealing with a guy who has who can hear your heartbeat, whether you're not lying or not. So you don't think that it would, he would have the super hearing enough to be able to kind of pinpoint where that sound's coming from to kind of address it? Well, I'm saying he's you know you're looking dead on, but he was almost like there's scenes where there's a lot. Of, you don't okay. I see like, what you're saying. You're seeing a connection in his eyes yeah. rather than the. Off distance stare, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll have to take a look for that for the next couple of episodes. But, saying, but, but I mean, like, it's not, it's not horrible, you right? Because I mean, I've seen really bad jobs. Where it's yeah, just like, that guy's blind. <laughs> My <laughs> ass is blind. You know, like, no, you know, <laughs> but he he does do it very well. But there's a couple of times where I think 
it's just that powerful emotional scene that's happening. Right. And you could see his eyes react. He's making that connection to the other actor rather than looking past that other actor. Yes. Uh, okay. I was going to say, like, I think that kid does a better young Daredevil than that kid does a better Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> that's like saying, this guy's an orange, this guy's shit. I mean, it's not really I mean, a comparison. Because what gets me was the kid, when he's screaming, I can't see. Yeah. My heart broke. Yeah. It was definitely like, and then, because it's not like he didn't just say it once and that was it. It was over and over. You felt this kid's pain. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you just say it, not spray it? Please? Sorry, man. <laughs> I'm so passionate, Ed. I, my lips are getting dry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me refuel my spit. <laughs> well, I mean, especially this, there, there's the one scene where, where Stick comes in and he's on the bed just yeah, kind of convulsing because he hears everything. The overloaded the sensory, overload. and that was like yeah. that was like it just broke my heart to watch that scene. It was just like As, oh my. I'm like, and now I'm like, I'm a guy. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, save the kid. I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, oh man, like I just want to be like, no, stay away from him. I just want to, you're gonna be a hero, young man. Trust me. <laughs> Lose the hood though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see that costume in action. Yeah, you know, like I seen the picture of it, and I'm like, yeah. I haven't seen the picture. So you haven't I'm seen the picture, of the, the the still of the picture, because nah. they have the one of those motion ads where it, he's as Matt Merrick, and then it shifts to him as Daredevil in the red suit. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. I have to say, and I, I got to see it in action. I, I yeah. it, like to me stills of of something. Doesn't really do justice yeah, like, until you see it in. Yeah, case in point, the flash suit when I first saw it, it's still I'm like that that that's what they're going with. Yeah, but then seeing it in motion and seeing it on film, you're, you're going, it works. Right. But I mean, because we're getting a lot of toss ups between the CBS uh, Supergirl outfit. Some right. people really like it, and some people are like, yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah. I'm like, I got, I want to see it in action. Yeah, you got to, got It's one of those things you got to see how it works on on celluloid. Yeah. Or video, digital. <laughs> you have to see how it works as a series of pixels on the screen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, but it, I can't say, I, I'm, yeah, I want season two, like, now. Like, right. I just, I'm so, in, I, like I said, I, I mean, I could get the last episode, go, that was fucking awesome, and be like, it was I worth, so, it was worth getting through. I'm not saying, like, I'm not, like, you're oh, sitting there I, going, I, oh, I don't impress know. me. Like, I don't know if I can watch the next episode. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm just like, all right, I'm getting through this episode. You know, there's a first well, the first couple episodes. It's kind of like Daredevil was, Begins, right? And, I, and then, <laughs> but the thing I've noticed was was like certain directors because I was look I'm looking at it by directors. You do that too, yeah, yeah. And that I'm like, I don't think that director's going to do really well in this in this series because I don't think that was a good of show. Like the first two see first two episodes, Drew Goddard is because he helped create the show and direct. I think wrote the story at least for the first two episodes. That was and like, a couple handfuls. That to me was like, oh, I can't wait for the next like yeah. set. And then I watched the next set, and you're like. Yeah, this episode's not that good. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's definitely peaks and valleys, but I do think, like, there's a couple of episodes, like, there, the um, episode that you just saw, it was kind of dull. There was not a lot of action. Right. Next episode starts off in the middle of a fight scene. And I'm I just like, it, yeah. yeah, I'm just like, oh, they're trying to make up for the last season. Because the, the thing is, is that, like, I don't mind the non, like, the non-action episodes. Right. But there are certain points where I got lost because of the whole subplot, like we yeah. talked about before, I mean, they're talking about this construction company or these different companies. Yeah, they're trying to and, link all these companies back to Fisk, and the and they're not they're not getting that specific enough to go because they're just they're, I don't know if they, the audience can handle it or if they can't write it 
where they think that they're gonna they're gonna pigeonhole into a boring conversation with it. Yeah, and that's that's the problem with it. And the, and the thing is, is that because they're not giving you much information, I feel like it's the same conversation they had three episodes ago. Uh, yeah, it and is. that's what kind of bothers me with it. Yeah, because well, because it is always that. Hey, we're gonna follow this lead. And it leads nowhere. Yeah. Well, I got a lead over here. Next episode, the lead went nowhere. And they don't talk about what the lead is, right. what it's about, like nothing. And it's just like, and 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 then, and then it just goes back to that same conversation where the where the where the woman's like, yeah, I know, I get it. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm in over my head, blah blah blah. I should yeah. stay out or you know. Yeah, like, Karen, I, she gets in that whole like hey, interesting side note. Oh, you know what? Keep talking, Ed. I want to make sure I'm. I'm <laughs> so definitely... I mean, it, so so that part of the show really hurts me, and then uh, that's the thing. That's that's why I think more and more like when I'm watching it, it's just like I like the daredevil stuff. I do like that, you know, like, cause it's like, yeah, that's the, that's true to the story. Like that's, that's what I remember. That's like how I portray it. But when you get to that subplot, it's just like, I'm, I know that when, cause I'm, I, I flipped, I'm reading the, the synopsis, not really reading the synopsis, but I'm looking through the synopsis of the rest of the shows and I know it's going to go all into one final right. like pinpoint to put everything together into one thing. And you're like. That's the moment I want. Like, right. And I'm hoping that's going to pay off. I, I think it will because I think they're nice slow build. Here's an interesting little tidbit. And I yeah. knew this before because I'm such a big fan of, of Deborah Ann Wall. Mm-hmm. That I, her husband, her boyfriend? Yeah, it's her boyfriend. Um, E.J. Scott. Blind in real life. No. Oh. Yeah. Um, he suffers from a condition, crony nerd, yeah, whatever. It's ultimately re- results in blindness. Mm-hmm. She uses her celebrity status to help raise awareness on the disease. She's been quoted as saying her boyfriend bravely is fighting his disability has inspired her own battle with uh, celiac disease, which makes her body intolerant to foods containing gluten. Okay. I just, I'm reading from Wikipedia, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it. But I thought that was interesting. Like, here's a girl who is in a show dealing with, a you know, having a, who eventually falls in love with a blind character who also has a, Man, she's in love with who happens to be blind. Yeah, you know he runs marathons too. Oh, nice. And I'm like, hey, the guy's like a little, you know. It's like I'm never gonna be able to compete with that. <laughs> she's always doing like fundraisers because I'm a fan of her Facebook page, obviously because I'm a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually that not... was a little crazy. <laughs> if you're listening, it's not really surprising, dude. If yeah. you're listening, oh, that's I love you. <laughs> But she's right now auctioning off um, a, a, a variant Daredevil poster for the show mm-hmm. that Joe Casada drew. That it's got almost the whole cast members, you know, autograph on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what's his face? Um, D'Onofrio signed it twice, I guess, because he likes it so much. But both signatures, he draws a bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a bit of a kook because I heard he was real difficult during this, the SVU years. Oh, really? Like he kind of like lost it a little bit. Wow. Oh, oh so yeah, all right. Uh, that's where it's clicking in. That's why it looks from. That's the thing. That's they all from. Oh Jesus! <laughs> You're welcome. Hello. I heard that. <laughs> Some, in my it's not headphones. even an hour into the show. <laughs> oh <laughs> sweet Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, so go ahead. All right. What was I forget now? Because you got me off. <laughs> you got me off. The gas erased his memory. Yeah. <gasps> We're talking about oh, D'Onofrio, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he was from Special Victims Unit. Yeah, right. <coughs> Ooh, that got me a little bit too. Wamalusha. God, I hope it doesn't come over here. 
it will. <laughs> no. Oh, we, oh, we, oh, it will. <laughs> now we know. Now we know why there's studios now for Breeze. Like, <laughs> hey, I've been, hey, been here for two weeks, so <laughs> we're going to get a message saying, "Please Febreze the studio after you're done. Pick up your trash, squirt some Febreze." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, big deal. So, uh, yeah, he he kind of went a little crazy during like. A couple years because remember he was on the show and he was off for a couple of it. Yeah, and then he came back. I think he had like a nervous breakdown during that time. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That was a tough role to. Yeah, he seems like. Well, I mean, he'll always. He seems like the kind of actor who really gets. He'll always into be it. Gomer Pyle from. Uh, what do you call it? Um, Stanley Kubrick's um, Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> Jeez, that's where that's he, that was. That was one of his yeah, first movies. That's right. Yeah, he was the chubby guy. You know. Yeah. You stole a donut in here. You know? Yeah, he's a very intense actor, though. Yeah. Because he did a sci-fi movie from, I think, from a, um, a, a Dick a novel, and uh, he was very intense in that, in that. Yeah, he seems to be like, but and, and as 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 Kingpin, he just, it's like he's chewing on that scenery so good. It's just like, oh, I just want to cut off a piece of that steak, because I can just, I, I could watch a whole se- se- series just called Fisk. You know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of make me hungry now. <laughs> the way he handles that character, it's just I'm like, I could watch. Just give me a whole season of but Kingpin. All right, you know. All, All right. right. Oh, and so you know what? Let's get to let's get to movies of of a movie for the wee 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 week. Yeah, because I'm I'm sure because I have to spoil. Every fucking bit of Fast and Furious. All right. <laughs> Let's a, see where it landed this week on, on the top five movies. Here we go, kids. Number five is Cinderella. It was the number four movie last week. It made $7.2 million over the weekend. And it's made a 180.7 overall. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That was a good movie. Uh, number four was the number three movie, Get Hard. It nah. made $8.6 million over the weekend. Nah. And $71.2 overall. Well, this is pretty good because it's a $40 million budget. All right. All right. Uh, new release for spot number three. It's the longest ride. It made thirteen and a half million over the weekend. That's that Clint Eastwood movie, right? Uh, I, you know, I've never heard of it, so I don't know. I think it's like a new. What is Clint, it? What was the name? The of Longest movie? Ride. Yeah. Oh, that's the one. Oh, God, it's so I stupid. Think, is it directed by Clint Eastwood? No, um, you know, I'll, I can check, but it's um, it's about this guy who's a rodeo rider. No, it's I, George and, Tillman Jr. is oh, okay. the uh, director. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's um he's like a rodeo rider, and he falls in love with a girl, and the girl's like, "You need to not do that anymore, because you're gonna fall on your head and kill Scott yourself." Scott Eastwood is the uh, star. Scott Eastwood, uh, okay, there yeah. it is. There's the Eastwood connection. I gotta say, he is a splitting image of his father. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I saw a picture of him, and I was like, he's smoking a cigar, and it's like a profile. I'm like, oh wow, it's a really good picture of Clint Eastwood again. Where did he get that one? And I go, yeah. oh, it's his son. I was like, oh my god, he looks like right he looks out of the exactly old, like him, yeah. right out of the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm just like, wow, that's scary. Yeah. I just saw a thing that came through like L or something talking about how he's the next great American heartthrob. And I'm like. He is a very handsome man. He is a very handsome man. I'm, I'm secure enough in my manhood to go. I'd fuck Oh, him. yeah. He's, 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 ladies are going to swoon. I can just hear Scott Eastwood. <laughs> Comes up to Sean. Hey, Sean. I, think so. <laughs> I feel lucky, punk. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what was number two? Movie? Number two movie was the number two for last week. It was Home. It made uh, nineteen million over the weekend and one hundred twenty nine point <sighs> five overall. My friend, my friend's daughter wants to see that. She wants nothing to do with it. So I was like, yeah, I'll take her to see it. 
So it's not. It still has a hundred thirty-five million dollar budget. So it's got a little ways to go yet to make mm. its money. And the number one movie was the number one movie last week, Furious Seven. It made sixty point five million over the weekend. You people need taste. And two hundred fifty-two point five overall. Uh, two weeks uh, in release. Okay. Um, I'm a little right. disgusted. Here we go. Strap in, folks. I, I know it's Paul Walker's last film. Okay, and. I know he didn't have the impact on my <laughs> impact. <laughs> he didn't have the like. I know there's some people who grew up watching the Fast and Furious movies and feel <laughs> as bad. <laughs> I'm still laughing at impact. <laughs> Feeling as bad as his death as the way I felt about Leonard Nimoy or about you know Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. like because I don't have that emotional connection with Paul Walker as some other people do. Right. So I have sympathy for the fact that he has passed on to this passed on from this world. Yeah. How he passed on, I kind of I chuckle at the irony of it. But my sympathy for that incident gets smaller and smaller when more information comes out. You find out that he was an, he was yes, he was passenger. All right, my sympathy goes up. Um, they were going at a high rate of speed. My sympathy kind of goes down. Mm-hmm. Sympathy going down even further when you're doing a high rate of speed in a populated area. Yeah. You know, and that you lose control like you're lucky that no one else was hurt other than the two people. Plus and, the fact that the car that they were driving was not uh, 100% like in terms of it shouldn't It's be not a real street legal car. car yeah. Right. You know. Somebody shouldn't have been driving. Right. And I, I I mean, yes, and I know he wasn't the past. He was the passenger, not the driver. But there has to be some part of you as a person to kind of go, dude, maybe you should slow down. Right. Yeah. You know, if you want to, let's go, let's do this at a track. Yeah. You know, instead of it's doing It's not it, like there's not a bajillion of them. Right. So I so going into this movie, I was like, all right, well, this is this is it, you know, like ooh, yay. <laughs> now I went. He had to take a nice big drink there. I went because he wants to spit all over me. I went for two reasons: <laughs> right. to see if they kill him off, yeah, and to see the Rock beat the shit out of Jason Statham. Okay. okay. In other words, you were going because it was going to be a train wreck, and you wanted to see the carnage. Well, now, in all fairness, I did like five, and I okay. did like six. I did. Okay. What about the other four, though? Well, okay. I the first the first one I, I was like the first one was okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm not really I'm not a car. It's like I'm, a junk food. I'm not a gearhead kind of. Movie. And and it's the standard first one is I'm a cop. I have to infiltrate this mm-hmm. you know this street racing gang. I fall in love with the guy's sister, and I learn a lesson because our guys our bad guy's not really a bad guy because whatever okay. you know. It made a gajillion dollars, but it also only had a budget of thirty-five, and it made like a hundred and sixty million dollars. Mm-hmm. I think you know, like the opening weekend. I'm sure because it also kind of glamorized the you know street racing mentality. Mm-hmm. So the first one was okay, like all right. Second one was yeah. Again, I didn't see Tokyo Drift, which I think was the third one, because mm-hmm. at that point I'm going. Well, obviously, Me. Paul Walker and Vin Diesel don't want to be in it, so why the fuck make it? Right. Um, the fourth one, I think I, I think I did see the fourth one because that's the one with Michelle Rodriguez. I think it's killed off in the th- in the fourth one, and the fifth one she comes back. Uh, no, no, yeah, no, it was the sixth one she comes back. You know, as with amnesia. By the mm-hmm. way, I have all the synopses. Okay, well, what was the fourth one? Okay, fourth one was uh, just called Fast and Furious. Yes, um, and that was in two thousand nine. Um, Dominic and his new crew are hijacking fuel tankers in the Dominican Republic. Okay. Dominic, Dominic begins to suspect the trail is too hot and leaves Letty behind in order to protect her from harm. <laughs> that, okay, that's yeah. you stop right there. That's yeah. one where she gets killed. Mm. You know, I use air quotes. 
because in the next movie, Fast Five, Fast two years Five, later. she's not in, but in Fast Six, she's in because she discovered that she had amnesia, like she doesn't know who she is, mm-hmm. and she's actually working for the bad guy. And okay. at the end of six, they beat the bad guy, and then at the very end, Jason Statham kills off the Asian guy, mm. and he's like, "You don't know me, but I'm after you. You killed my brother. Prepare to die." You know, kind of. <laughs> uh, we're going to street race. So this is, you know, now you're like, "Oh, Jason Statham's going to be the bad guy in this movie." You're yeah. like, "All right." You see commercials. You see the rock dropping the rock bottom on Jason Statham through a glass table. Yeah, and I'm right. like, "I'm in." Yeah. Just to see the two of them yeah. go at it. And I'm like... That that I would watch. Yeah, I'm like, all right. Happens in the first 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> then The Rock is gone for the next two hours. Because <laughs> he's put into the hospital. Yeah. Because what happens is... so it, it winds chipped up, his elbow. It winds up being a tie. Like, you know, kind of... <laughs> because as The Rock's kicking Jason Satham's ass, Jason Satham's kicking his ass. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's on this... He's on this kind of... He wants to know who the crew is. And, like, when the end of Six... Kind of ties into the opening of Seven where he's calling, you know, Vin Diesel. And he's like, oh, you come my brother, I'm prepared to die. And that's where his house <laughs> blows up in the commercial. Just like, oh, all right. But so he, he gets that information from The Rock because he's a, um, a marshal, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as he throws fucking Statham across the wall. That's it, not to derail you, though. Yeah. I wish I wish he kind of like, like Rock and, and, and Jason Statham were like thick-headed idiots. So you could go up and go... You know, I heard Rock. I heard that Jesus stayed in an interview that he could kick your ass. Well, Watch them kick each other's ass. Like, well, Brock said at an a interview, convention, you know, well, and then there are the two of them go at it. Like, like, like it's like I don't really want to see who would win. You know, in a, in well, no, fight. I'm telling you that you know Rock would just kick his ass up and down the air, up yeah. and down. But it definitely ends in a tie because. Jason Statham throws this extendary device across the room, which caused Rock to grab his partner. And that's where the explosion, you see the explosion and fly out through the window and land on top of a hot car. Mm. Just so happens to put him into the hospital with a busted leg and a busted arm. Yeah. You know, and there's a cute little moment, you know, where Vin Diesel comes to see him and his, you find out that Rock has a daughter. And she's like, my daddy said he kicked your ass. <laughs> you know, yeah. to Vin Diesel. And, he's, and Vin Diesel's like, well, 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 your daddy's on a lot of education, so... He's not thinking too clearly. And that is literally... I am cool. Did you say medication? Medication. Yes. <laughs> medication. <laughs> awesome. And is that a direct quote from the movie? That no. is a direct quote. Oh, no. <laughs> but his acting is. That was pretty much spot on. Like I said, he had more emotional range in as Groot than he did in this movie. And in Groot, he had five fucking words. And that motherfucker is the one who made me cry. Exactly. In this movie Bastard. is nothing but one-liners. It this movie would have been way better if Schwarzenegger was the part of Vin Diesel, <laughs> because Schwarzenegger knows how to deliver a cheesy one-liner. Yeah, you know, and, and you know to kind of go back and forth. I'm not going to get like. There's moments where it defies logic, it defies physics. There's bad one-liners like there's the scene in Dubai where I was telling you before, yeah. where they go into a. It's it's this convoluted of. We used to be street racers. Now we're spies. Now we're bank robbers. Now we're street gang. It's like in all in, all in a span of two and a half hours. Oh, and by the way, one of our characters actually died in real life, so we have to pay homage to him for like the last five minutes of the movie. You know. <laughs> so now sit back and relax. And and now I understand people at the end of the movie were crying their eyes out. Yeah. I 
I was. And you were not one. Of them. I was not one of them. I was. Actually, he was finishing his popcorn. Actually, I was. I would say I was the furious part of the movie because I was like, <laughs> I walked out with a headache and pissed off. Like this movie to me was on par with Transformers Three. Wow. As how bad it was. <laughs> and again, kind of like okay, like I said, bad physics, bad acting. Yeah. Here's a highlight of the bad lines that I've ever seen. Early in the movie. Jason Statham and Vin Diesel meet each other and they're driving cars, of course, because it's a Fast and Furious movie, you need cars. <coughs> so Vin Diesel's got his, you know, like 1970 Challenger or whatever he was who's driving. And, you know, since What's-His-Face is associated with the tran- Transporter movies, yeah. he's driving a fancy newer car. Yeah. So there's a moment they're under this bridge and they play a game of chicken, neither of them flinches, so there's a head-on collision, which, A, okay, obviously Vin Diesel can walk away because he's driving a fucking tank. It's the 70s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Jason Statham walks away from it, but his airbag never goes off. But didn't that car have an airbag? Yeah. But he also reinforced the front chassis, so I guess... Did he make it death-proof? Kind of, sort of. Dun-dun-dun! Well, don't get out. Well, Kurt Russell's in the movie, too, because that's when he pops off. <laughs> <laughs> he wandered over from the death-proof set. Because, you know... Goes, I did it better! I heard it, you were crashing cars. <laughs> it just so happens they had the front, ca- front of the car reinforced... The, the chassis reinforced because apparently he knew he was going to go into a head-on collision with Vin Diesel at some point, you know? So they're both walking out, at, you know, they stumble out of the cars and, and Statham, Statham pulls out a gun and he's like, what, you didn't, th- you didn't think this was going to be a street fight, did you? Cheerio, mate. You know? <laughs> and he's, and you're like, oh my God, this movie's going to be over in like 20 minutes. This is great. <laughs> and of course, at that moment when he gets ready to point the gun at Vin Diesel... Because Vin Diesel, of course, he's got you know he doesn't have a gun because yeah. it's Vin Diesel. I'm all like, hey, Woods, I'm I'm the you know twenty twenty first century Schwarzenegger, apparently, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. Yeah, like Stallone, but exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but just when you think Jason Statham is going to get the, all of a sudden these army guys come down from repelling from down underneath the bridge, and I'm sitting there going, Are they waiting there the whole time. Yep, like. What the fuck? And then, they, and of course, Jason Statham runs off because he can't take his car. Right. He shoots his gun a little bit, and apparently, there's like a a squad of armed soldiers that apparently decide not to chase him because then there's Kurt Russell coming out going, "Hey, guess who I am? I'm Kurt Russell, and I'm here to. I need your help. Hey, guess who I am? Stop <laughs> like, me, Mike. Like, hey, I'm Kurt Russell, and I'm friends with the Rock's character. So now I'm in because apparently, you know, I got paid enough money. You know, I'm gonna be in <laughs> the, the check clear. The check clear. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, you may not recognize me. It's called I'm the check cleared guy. And, uh, you know, since The Rock is obviously doing something way more important, that's why he's out of this film. <laughs> they asked me to step in place, and I'm going to help you get Jason Statham because he's a ghost. And I'm sitting there going, you fucking had him. Why didn't you just chase after me, you schmoes? Oh, that's right, because there's still an hour and a half left. Uh-huh. No. Oh, I get it. So he says, I'll help you because there's this program. There's this chip called the Eye of God. That helps people to spot people through their DNA, like through cameras and stuff, and they get, they get like a DNA representation of them and be able to find them anywhere in the globe. Okay. And I'm like, it's fucking person of interest. <laughs> I'm like, holy. I love that show. I'm like, holy crap. But in order for them to, but it's obviously they have to find this hacker mm-hmm. that, who created <laughs> the program. So Vin, so Vin Diesel gets hired by Kurt Russell. He has to get through the hacker's German He, has, he has to get the hacker to get the chip. And the hacker is being transported by a, by a bus, by the way, of course, going through this mountain. 
right, to the big bad guy, you know, who's a big bad, who's like another big bad guy besides Jason Statham. Because you can't just have Jason Statham run around on on a mission of revenge without some other subplot with a bigger bad guy. Right. Now, so they do this whole big, like, that's where you see the scene where the cars all jump out of the plane and the cars, and I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, whatever, whatever. So I'm like, okay, you went from revenge movie to now you're spies, you're trying to rescue a hacker, who, of course... Since they have no pictures of this hacker, they all think it's a guy. Or it turns up being turned out to be a girl, and you're just like, "Oh, I never saw that coming, you fucking nut!" Like I've never seen that before ever. You really threw the wool over my eyes, <laughs> you know. So it winds up being a chick, and she has she has the program, but she, of course she doesn't have the program. She mailed it to her buddy in Dubai, so we have to have to go to Dubai to get the chip. So I'm like, "All right, we're going on a road trip, kids. Let's go." Vicky's <laughs> like. Yeah, I know we're doing this movie, but I want to go on vacation. Yeah, I want to go to Dubai. <laughs> I heard it's nice there. Nice surf. It's, it's pretty. <laughs> so they get to Dubai where the guy, her contact, says, yeah, by the way, I don't have that chip because apparently this billionaire has it and it's in his penthouse in his car. And um, which had the response of, why would a billionaire have this highly sensitive material installed in his GPS on his car? Point out your plot holes elsewhere. And, well, the guy's response. No, they they close that plot hole real quick mm-hmm. by the guy's response going, he's a billionaire. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. And I... I'm just sitting there going, really? You're going with that? I'm like, that that that's it? Like, okay. <laughs> you think we're going to buy that? Like, <laughs> like, all right, I paid my You're seven... going to buy it and you're going to like it. Like, all right, I paid my $7. Let's see where this ride goes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've already get my two hour ass rape, but let's keep going. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like I already, I'm already lost interest because after I saw the Rock going to the hospital, um, he's been out of the film for the last forty five minutes. I'm like, and it's a two and a half hour movie, by the way. Yeah, awesome. So I'm just like, okay, well, my reason for being here is now gone because I like, I'd rather watch the Rock than Nishmos. You know, <laughs> okay, Michelle Rodriguez isn't beautiful. I can watch her do anything, read a phone book. I'm in. You know, especially get to see her in action. All right, it's always a plus. Yeah. So then they go to this, this billionaire's having a birthday party and he, they go, they have to go into the vault where uh-huh. the guy has the car, which is where the chip is. Why does he have a car up there? Because again, fucking billionaire, he can do whatever he wants. He's never going to drive this car. It's just to go, look, I have this car. How great it is. You know, he's got a car in a vault with a GPS, with a chip of the, what is it called? The God of what? God, the, the eye, eye of God, God, where he could find anybody if he wanted to. But he uses it for a GPS. In a car that he's never going to drive. Yeah, see, see why I started getting annoyed. Okay, <laughs> so they go and they're they're in this they're in this thing, and I'm just like, wait, why are you sigh? Just listening to this, it just it's it's at, at this point. I feel like you should ask for a refund right now. At this point, I'm annoyed. I'm yeah. going. This has got to be the fucking worst movie I've ever seen in a long time. <laughs> like unwillingly yeah. seeing. Yeah. Like you know, we saw Age of. You know, Age of Extinction, Transformers Four. Yeah. We knew going in that was going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> so you can kind of sit back and relax and go, "All right, I'm watching a piece of shit. That that's sucks. A- <laughs> you know? like, that's a piece of shit." There's an expectation going in. Yes, in this it's, that you are paying seven dollars to be snarky. It's it is yeah. basically MST3K that you know you're not sitting on your couch watching on DVD. Right, and the audience was kind of packed. You know, it was, it was a packed audience. So they go into the, they, and the big distraction is Tyrese Gibson 
who who can't act his way out of a paper bag, a wet paper bag, mind you, is doing this whole shuck and jive thing, kind of like calling attention to himself to get the uh, the crowd to watch him. As it becomes Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bernie Mac would do a better job, and he's been dead for five years at least at this point. Wow. They could have dug him up, propped him up, and he would have done a better acting job. So he's doing the whole shuck and jive thing, like making a big scene yeah. so people can pay, pay attention to him, including the guards, which gets, you know, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker to go sneak into the vault to be able to steal the chip. Yeah. While all this is going on, Michelle Rodriguez gets into a little bit of an altercation with the guard, and here comes Ronda Rousey, the MMA fighter, as also apparently one of the bodyguards for this chic or this billionaire. <laughs> I, I guess that someone at some point realized we, Michelle Rodriguez isn't getting into a fight with anybody. Who can we get to have her go toe-to-toe with? Yeah. Oh, I know. The hottest MMA fighter in the history of the world at this moment. Mm-hmm. Let's hire her. Again, great action sequence. The two of them kicked each other's ass. But you can't have Michelle Rodriguez lose because she's the heroine of the group. Mm-hmm. You can't have Ronda lose because she's Ronda. Yeah. So, again, ends in a tie. You know, like they oh. fall they fall off this balcony onto a table, onto the, onto the DJ table in, in the midst of this crowd. And they live. Of course they live because it's only it's only a, a one story because you know it's not like a. All right, I'm going to throw you off a, a one story story into a DJ table. And, Tell me if you live and, and get up and walk yeah. away without like a fucking scratch. By the yeah. way, so I'm just like, and again, that's another thing of physics because all these people all of a sudden became like superhuman with their abilities to take a fall, you know, get into a car. Like, hey, my car's going 100 miles an hour. I'm just going to jump out now, stumble across the ground, and get up and go. Yep, not a scratch. Yeah. <sighs> no road rash. No road rash. I didn't even cut my jeans. <laughs> Fuck off. You know, <laughs> Levi's, they sturdy denim. You know, <laughs> when you're doing 125 miles an hour in a car that you can't afford, you need your Levi's. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when they walk into the, before all this happens, they walk into the, into the, the room with this car and it's a gorgeous car. And I don't know the name, make and model of the car, but it looks kind of Lamborghini-esque or Ferrari-esque with the, the, the angles mm-hmm. on it. And it's, you know, Paul Walker's like, I really want to punch this guy in the face for having this kind of car in here. And Vin Diesel's response is, it's not a car, it's a beast. And a beast shouldn't be caged. You know, and I'm just going, who the fuck wrote that? <laughs> I want to hit somebody at this point. <laughs> I want a raincoat. So then, then when he... Uh, like, it took me hey, a second. Hey, who, you oh, fucking on your own time. Isn't that our business? <laughs> I'm still stuck on the campy cage. Oh, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. There's more. Whoa, there's, there's more. more. No! Because when all this shit goes down, they have a... Oh. Vin Diesel grabs the front of this car and lifts it up off the ground. You know, you know, and I'm like looking at my dad and later at the end, because Paul Walker's got to get underneath to get the chip. Yeah. Whatever. Go with it. <laughs> so they proceed to... That should have been his Tessie. <laughs> he just <laughs> drops the car on him. <laughs> yeah, boom, boom, boom. Hey, at least this is when you were stationary. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking my sister. <laughs> exactly. You knocked her up again. And that's another thing, too, in this whole plot. Paul Walker is, you know, there's a whole big scene because now he's married and he's got the kid. Yeah. He's got a kid. And, he, you know, she tells Vin, you know, his Vin's sister tells him that she's pregnant again, but she doesn't want to tell Paul Walker because he misses this life of the street racing and the action and the adventure. And I'm going, how many times have we seen that fucking plot? Yeah. You know, it's like one last ride. So they're in this moment where the shit hits the fan and the he can't get the he can't get the chip out because right. he needs more time. 
So Vin Diesel's big idea is we're going to hop in the car and we're going to steal the car. Yeah. And even which, I Pol- thought, which I thought would have been the, the plot idea to the whole thing. But anyway. Right. Take the whole car. Just take the whole car. But they're on a penthouse of a, like a 150-story building, I guess. So I'm like, what if... They f- fell off a plane. Like, 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 what get a, there. Like, where the fuck are you going to go? You're on one story, like all the way up there. But yet, I know, I'm going to drive this car because, oh, by the way, the car's bulletproof too. Of course, of course, it's because he's a billionaire, so he decided to get a bulletproof car. Because he can, right? He gets a bulletproof car that he puts in a vault that he's never going to drive with a GPS that can find anywhere in the world. Yeah, <sighs> like Batman had better plots. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so right as Paul Walker's like, well, "What are we going to do?" Vin Diesel says, "We're going to let the beast out of the cage." Mm-hmm. Proceeds to hotwire the car. And drive through the vault. I mean, it's not like a heavy-duty metal vault. It's like yeah. a, hey, it's my door with a key lock kind of thing. Yeah. So he drives through, and they're driving around. And of course, that gets, that gets our rest of our crew time enough to get away. And that's where the that's where the scene in the commercial where you see Vin Diesel drive through the window mm-hmm. and goes into the other building. Again, magic of editing. You forget that Paul Walker is a passenger in the car because you don't see him in the, in the trailer. <laughs> Again, I know. The irony. <laughs> <laughs> We weren't finished editing yet. (laughs) And then it proceeds to go through that floor into a third building. So it kind of does this downward angle, like a 45 degree downward angle, Mm -hmm. you know, through each building. And that's where you have the big scene where in the trailer, you see Vin Diesel jump out the side of the car and the car falls out the building. Two seconds before that, he tells, you know, Paul Walker to jump, you know, which is something the other driver should have said, you know. So. Ouch. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then the car, of course, and of course, Paul Walker gets the I've got thing because you need that because apparently it's a major plot point. Yeah. In order to find Jason Statham's character, you need this. And this is about the halfway mark of the movie. <laughs> and then the car We're falls. Only halfway through? <clears throat> and then the car falls. You're killing me. The car falls through the other side and goes uh, down uh, where uh. it's the obligatory, hey, here's a quiet family moment inside this building. So you so you can get the joke of seeing the car fall at a high rate of speed by their window, and they <laughs> well, don't. Here's a, here's a, okay. Here's another thing because you did tell me this last week. Right. You know, we we hung out because we well, we saw a movie too. By the way, we forgot to mention that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, where 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 was going up? I'm thinking when the crash. Like if you if you throw something on a roof of a house, you hear it. Sure. You know, like if you ever well, like, I mean, a couple stories yeah. down or whatever. Yeah, I guess you know, like, but the car falls. It's like I would say the car's falling. No, I'm talking about when they when they land in the building. I mean, oh like, yeah, you, you, know, you would hear that crash. I mean, like, what the hell is that? You know? Like, yeah, I guess you know, especially with something slamming into a building, you kind of take notice of it. Yeah, you know, I, I just I'm like, but it was again, it was like they were eating dinner or they were doing something, but it was quiet and it had like that classical music kind of moment, yeah. so you can see the car fall past in the window and them just doing whatever they're doing. I'm going, that wasn't even fucking necessary. That was that was a joke that wasn't even needed, you know. That was a joke that ninety eight percent of the time isn't funny. Exactly. They Not, were. La- they were. It was the, funny in the fifties. The writer and directors were laughing. Their yeah. Asses oh, off you know what this it. needs? It needs that joke. How great would it be? Yeah. <sighs> All right. You know. So they get the eye of God thing, and Kurt Russell goes, "Okay, well now my guys are at your expense. You know, let's go find Jason Statham. They go and find him, and he's in a he's in a warehouse by himself." But he's not really by himself because apparently um, the bad guy that was kidnapping the hacker in the first place, mm-hmm. like an hour beforehand, he now shows up because Jason Statham does this. 
you know the saying, "Enemy, uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend." Where it gets the response from Vin Diesel, "I don't have friends, I have family." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I almost regurgitate every time I say that. And Jason Statham goes, "Well, I have friends," and that's where like a whole army of people kick in the door and start shooting up the place. Where and where Vin Diesel obviously and Paul Walker get unscathed, of course. Right. Kurt Russell gets shot, but Kurt Russell has the and again, Kurt Russell in the movie seven minute stops. I'm sure that's, that's a nice, easy day check, yeah. you know. Um, but he's okay because he has a bulletproof vest on, you know. The only one, by the way. I'm so relieved. Yeah, because I'm going to have to be in, um, you know, Fast and Furious 8, you know, because <laughs> you're already down a man. you got to replace yeah. him, you know. I know how to drive a car. In fact, I have this car. <laughs> like, yeah. So, and then Carl Russell's like, okay, well, now you guys have to go, like, you know, like now, because now Kurt Russell, not Kurt Russell, I'm Vin, not Vin Diesel, Jason Statham's guy has the chip. Yeah. And they're going to try to hunt down the girl to kill her, the hacker. Why? I don't know. You got what you need. Right. You know, I guess because their big plan is they're going to hack the, the the eye of God driving through the streets of L.A. to keep them, to keep the thing mo- moving because we know the streets better than these people do. So we have the edge. Yeah. So if we just keep driving, we'll do like a hot potato thing, which proceeds to be of... Hey, you're driving at me. I'm driving towards you. And as we pass each other, Erica jumps from one car to the other. <laughs> I do that every day. That's their big plan, which makes me, which makes you go, wait, ha- has this? Now we got plans for next Saturday. And I was like, <laughs> like, like, how? well, not even just, you know, just. And- it has to be before 9 a.m. though, because I'm getting my nails done next Saturday. <laughs> and again, it's not even. I, can I, can't, I-, I can't break a nail. <laughs> the beauty of it too is it's not, it's not just a straight one-off pass. They both have to do like a 180. Like oh, a- is that that thing in the commercial where they were spinning? Yes. And, and she. Dirt and she jumps from one car to the I'm other. I'm watching that going. I want to see somebody do that on like the Discovery Channel. I, I want to see that on MythBusters. Uh, yeah, I mean, so do I. <laughs> I mean, the timing had to be perfect, but because these guys are super, come on, let's go out to the highway. These we'll guys are superhuman <laughs> streetcar racers, apparently. And this girl's a hacker. Who I don't. You're a hacker. It's not like you're hitting the fucking gym every every other day. Yeah. Like there's no way. Like she's it's already right scared. <laughs> it's not like she's doing it. You know. Like oh, what are you doing? I'm not like fixing it. Like we do it. Oh, I forgot to roll the window. Yes. flat. That would be. We'll be laying in the middle of the highway. You asshole. That would be the shitty parody that they kind of do in the movies. <laughs> yeah. You That's going to be in Car Movie Four. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there going, okay, well, there's. Did she fucking practice that? Like, when did you have the time to get that move down pat so you know how to hop from one car to another while it's spinning in a dust field while you're being shot at by fucking missiles? Like, because they're shooting at him with this giant, 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 giant drone. Like, I'm going, that looks way too big to be a drone. Because it's got like a 50 caliber machine gun, surface air missiles attached to it, apparently. I'm just going, no way. What the fuck? How did you? Somebody's that? trying really hard to have the Batmobile, <laughs> pretty much, in a, in, or Batplane. So then there's, <laughs> so there's finally, finally this moment where Vin Diesel and Jason Statham are going head to head. Yeah, and they do the um, chicken. Diesel's got the, you know, they're doing chicken game. But Diesel's got the car from the first movie, yeah. which everyone knows can do the wheelie. Right, right. So as they're speeding towards each other, you're going, oh no, you're like, oh, they're going to do a head-on collision. He pops the car so it does a wheelie. Yeah. So Jason Statham's car goes under it, and he slams on top of it. All right. And you're like, 
movie's over. He won. I'm like, okay, that's kind of anticlimactic, but or whatever, you know. So then they proceed to shoot at each other through the floorboard and through the roof ah. with guns. Now, Diesel only has a sold-off shotgun, and Jason Statham has a barrage of weapons, by the way, right. including a bag of hand grenades. Just loosely hanging in this bag. And I'm bringing this up because it's a key point into the finale of the film, by the way. Okay. Diesel comes out, and he's got the double-barreled shotgun. Put it on on Statham. Right. And Vin Diesel goes, you didn't think this was going to be a street fight, did you? Shoots the gun off to the side, throws it away, and goes, and then grabs two wrenches. Yeah. And goes, you're damn right it is. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going... Somebody shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> so, so that gets Statham to grab two pieces of metal from his car. And they proceed to have this whole like fight between two wrenches and two pieces of metal. Where then the, the second bad guy shoots missiles at the four-car garage, right? Yeah. Starts, and it starts to collapse. There's this big, huge crack going right towards Diesel and Statham, right? Yeah. They look, they follow the crack, right? As it loops around and stops right by Jason Statham. Mm. And Vin Diesel, it looks at Vin Diesel, and Diesel says, the problem with a street fight is the street always wins. And then the crack, the crack proceeds to do what I would only describe as a Looney Tunes left turn. (laughs) Because it circles Jason Statham to the point where it falls out from underneath him. And I swear he should have pulled out a, a, a sign that said, yipes, you know, before he fell through that hole. Because it was like that, like that, there was that moment of pause, like, oh, fuck. And then whoosh. And I'm like, where the fuck is Schwarzenegger? Because I need him for this movie to go. The problem with the streets is the streets always win. You know, like, I, I, or Stallone or somebody, because Vin Diesel sucked. You know? <laughs> so, so Statham <laughs> falls to his presumed death. Uh-huh. And I say presumed because he actually does pop up in the end with The Rock. All right. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> they think this is the end, <laughs> right? You're thinking this is the end. Well, so, but the big bad, the other second bad guy who's in a helicopter, yeah. is trying to shoot at Vin Diesel. So Vin Diesel, because his car is still in workable condition, by the way, yeah, because he did the wheelie, so not that his undercarriage isn't fucked up by slamming into another car and bullet holes roll, roll through it. No, no, you mm. would think. Why not just drive the car off and slam into the helicopter? Right? Yeah. No, no. He happens to grab the bag of loose hand grenades, <laughs> drive the car up a visible ramp, yeah. because of the way that the thing started to crush, he jumps off this ramp, where because the way the ramp is, and the, the weight of the car, puts the car on its side, and then goes and misses the, misses the, the what do you call it, the, the chopper, yeah. right? And slams down into the ground, where everyone's like, oh my god, Vin Diesel's dead. And I'm going... Oh my God, Vin Diesel's dead! Like yes, like, you know. Oh my God, everybody! Oh my God, and I'm, Sean! Oh my God, finally! Like, yes, yes. Because oh, at this point, I'm, I'm just getting like, I want, I want this movie to end, right? So the I guy, want this review to end. So this guy's look, well, this guy's looking at Christ. it, and what is attached to the bottom rung of the helicopter? The grenades. The grenades. The bag of fucking grenades. Yeah. And the guy does the obligatory. 
oh shit look, and then boom. And you're like, I think Schwarzenegger did that in a movie too. Like, like it literally is like, hey, Doc, hold this. Like, you know, (laughs) hold my watch. Yeah, hold my watch, Doc. I'll be right back. You know, it's, it's, it's. a big three thing of tight TNT. Like, it's a, the, the, the round black bomb with the fuse going yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was like some uranium P38. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me, right? So you're like, all right. And then there's a moment too where the rock comes, you know, yeah. and he, he, he breaks out of, he breaks out of the, uh, the, um, the hospital uh-huh. where he tells his daughter, Daddy has to go to work, and that's where you see him flex his muscles and break out of the uh, yeah. cast. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I can kind of buy that one. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I can kind of buy that one because because when you see The Rock, like, there's this scene where you see Rock and Diesel in the same room. You forget what an out of shape goomba Diesel is. Yet they try to make him look like a sex symbol, like all fit. Yeah. Because standing next to a Rock, The Rock, he looked like a child. <laughs> the Rock looked like he could flex and snap anybody in two, you know. And then you got Vin Diesel in his goomba chain and his shoulder, you know, his, mm-hmm. his t-shirt. Hey, yo, you know, I'm here to help. Kind of, like, what up, <laughs> you know? And so you're like, all right, everything. And he like, there's a moment where the Rock grabs this, you know, a helicopter. And no, not helicopter, ambulance. <laughs> he grabs and, his helicopter and he's driving this ambulance. And he slams the ambulance on top of the, what do you call it? Um, on top of the drone, which makes a crash, right? And then proceeds to pick up the 50 caliber where Michelle Rodriguez goes, where's the backup? And The Rock, again, who knows how to sell a one-liner, mm-hmm. goes, woman, I am the backup. <laughs> <laughs> and starts shooting up the place. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, finally, it's great, you know. So you're like, all right, ends all, you're figuring, okay, well, where's the beginning? Because Paul Walker is supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, it's supposed to be the big finale. Yeah. There's this thing where he's on the beach with his wife, you know, not his real wife, but his movie wife. Yeah. And they're all on the beach kind of looking at him. Right. And at this point, I'm just fucking annoyed. Like, I, this movie sucks so bad. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh my God, this is going to happen. And you can see, the only person that I believed that was upset at that moment was Michelle Rodriguez because she, her eyes were glassy when she was mm-hmm. telling her line. Because yeah. this is one of the scenes that they did specifically to kind of honor Paul Walker. So right. you can kind of tell that he's emotional. Yeah. Vin Diesel's acting is even more under the charts than normal because I'm afraid he's trying to either, you know, pretending not to cry because it's supposed to be this moment where, well, it's all about family, blah, blah, blah. He then proceeds, doesn't say goodbye, obviously, because yeah. he wants to ride off into the sunset to be alone. And as he's driving in this car, here comes this white car with Paul Walker in it, which is obviously a computer representation of him right. looking over in this beautiful white piece of shit Honda or whatever the car he drove <laughs> in his movies. Yeah. You know, and looks over and is like, you aren't going to leave without saying goodbye kind of thing. And you're like, really, do you want to have his last moment on celluloid behind the wheel of a fucking car? <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm sitting here. Where to go? I'm mean, like, you, not telling me did, did somebody, did no one want, did not a single person going, this could be in bad taste. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, okay, it could have been worse if it was the passenger and God was driving it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that might have been God better. take the wheel. Like, maybe, like, Jesus take the wheel kind of thing. I'm sitting there, and it's this moment the two cars are driving side by side. Walker's in the, the angelic white car. Yeah. And Diesel's in his, you know, purple car that he's... Yeah. 
from all his old, all his movies. movies, right? Yeah. And then there's a moment it got me going on the 101 in Sam in, in California because Diesel keeps going straight while Paul Walker takes like a turn off. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like oh, now he's facing the setting sun. Yeah. And you know, so it's like this big halo glow on the white car, and I was really expecting to fucking drive off into the clouds at this point because that I'm just going and. Vin Diesel's like doing this monologue. All of a sudden, becomes like this poetic monologue where you know you'll, you'll always be my brother kind of thing. And I'm like, thank God it's over. <laughs> I'm just like, holy mackerel, that was worse than anything I've ever seen. I got up and like, I, I, I literally, Sean stands up, drops his popcorn bag, and walks out. I, Everybody I, else is crying well, as I'm walking. Well, yeah, people were kind of upset. I get it, but I, at one point in the movie, I leaned to my dad, and which like, I can't say I wouldn't have cried too if I went and saw. Yeah. Partially because I just coughed up seven dollars to see this stupid piece <laughs> right. of shit, but also I, I am the person who still fucking cries at the end of All Dogs Go to Heaven. I know the dog fucking dies. I still fucking cry. What a comparison. Shut I, up. I leaned over and I said loud enough that hopefully the audience heard me. It was like, I leaned over and went, this has got to be the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Somebody died. This guy died during the filming of it. Uh, yeah, and I know and I'm feeling every fucking moment of that. <laughs> Felt like I was in the car. Right? I'm like, holy mackerel! The accident was over quicker than this fucking movie. Oh my god! So I'm walking out. I'm like, there's. I asked my dad. I'm like, okay, well, if there's that scene where he lifts up the front of the car. I'm like, could he do really do that? Because again, they're trying to make Vin Diesel yeah. look like again a Mythbusters. Right. That whole fucking movie is one oh. big Mythbusters. Well, my dad said the way the car is designed that that car the car's engines in the back. So I'm like, okay. okay, so it's possible. I mean, I know The Rock could do it. Yeah. Vin Diesel, who looks like an out of weight, out of shape housewife mm-hmm. next to The Rock, yeah. to do it. I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. But I'm like, but that then that makes me go. Well, so then the, the scene where they're driving through the windows and going from building to building, yeah. the car wouldn't have been in a downward forty five degree angle. It, it would be, be on an upward forty five degree angle, yeah. if not straight up, because that that there's no there's no parachute or anything, right. So the weight of the would engine also, yeah, would the pull the car back. Right. I'm like, they would never make that stunt anyway. Yeah. Like, I'm like, <sighs> I was like, because right now there's some. I would think that the car would like, if, if the engine's at the back, right? And uh-huh. all the weight's at the back. Once they go out the window, if the engine's pulling it down, they're going to like slam into it. If nothing if, else, if, they're going to slam into the building like that. If not flip over at some yeah. point because the momentum, uh, because of course it's, Jason Statham has to fire the engine's that rocket gonna, thing. The engine's going to you know, bring it around. explodes yeah. behind him. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of explosions by cars and like there's a scene where Michelle Rodriguez is driving. and it, I have to I think, question these people insurance rates. These things hit, <laughs> hits, hits underneath the car and the car catches on fire. Right. And I'm like, how come I'm... That's a solid missile that she just avoided. Wheels perfectly fine. <laughs> Not a single one melted. Well, I mean, if you watch NASCAR well, long good. enough, they change tires because those tires melt. <laughs> right. This has got a direct flame attached to it, and it's fine. Yeah, it's it's Michelle Rodriguez. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So there's my review. I would say wait for video, <laughs> wait for video, and then return it, and then return it. <laughs> You know, in fact, I'll give you the dollar from Redbox not to watch it. <laughs> you know, All right. Was it to take a break? Yeah, I want to take a break because that yeah, was, was too much. Yeah. That was way too much for me. Right, well, Congratulations. You just got saved seven bucks. Yeah, you're welcome. And we'll be right back. And we're back. That's right. I said it. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I n- never thought of that. I listened to the whole review. I didn't think you didn't like it. I thought you liked it. I thought it very enjoyable. <laughs> It was a pleasant day out. (laughs) 
I was entertained. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that was part one. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, stay tuned for part two, where we bring you a life, the universe, and everything with Erica. We bring two. Two, actually, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we get some DVD and releases in. Uh-huh. And I think that's pretty much covers episode two, doesn't it? I think so. And we do video games. Oh, uh, yeah? Yes. I do. We talk video games, as of course, as, uh, per, as, per, as usual. Uh, as per usual. <laughs> Whatever. In the meantime, if you want to catch the show live, you can do so on Sunday nights from 6 to 9.30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time on these fine radio programs. AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio.com. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. And if you want to be a best buddy pal chum, you go to Facebook and type in Geeksters Radio, and you'll come to our Geeksters Facebook page. Yeah. Hit the little like button to show that your appreciation for the show. Also, follow us on Twitter at Geeksters or Instagram at Geeksters Radio. And in the meantime, uh, tell your friends about us. Tell your friends you can go to either wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes to download past, present, and future shows. Or if you're, since you're staring at Facebook, hit the about button and you'll see the list is there. Well, is there. Yeah. To see the list there as well. Sorry. Getting a little tongue tied. It's getting sleepy. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So sit back, relax while you download part two, and we'll be back in a minute, folks. Did something funny happen? Yeah. You'd never know it. 